With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. Well, uh, you know, I was telling my son tonight, hey, I'm uh, going out to do my videos. Like, Dad, what are you doing? Are you what, are you, what are you reading? I'm like, oh, he's like, are you studying for your video tonight? Yeah, I'm studying. I'm still reading through the American Covenant book that uh, we talked about earlier. There it is. Um, because it's so filled with so many precious promises of God and so many powerful principles from our founders. And I wanted to share one with you this evening that I thought was particularly important. I met so many people this weekend from all different walks of life. Um, met business businessmen and women, and I met preachers and teachers and pastors, and I met real estate agents, and I met moms and dads, and I met lawyers, and I met doctors and construction workers. That uh, it, 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 I thought it was important to, to bring this point up, which I'm finding uh, right here in the American Covenant, and that is this, that when we read God's word, God gives a, an amount of dignity and sacred meaning to every job that you and I could possibly think of. Oftentimes we think that the, that the, the, the really important people who are doing the, the real spiritual work of God that are really, uh, the, the, the heavenly vocations are the missionaries and the pastors and the preachers and teachers or the, or the people who, you know, it's Mother Teresa or it's the, uh, it's, the, it's the missionary out in the middle of the jungle or it's, listen, when God created Adam and Eve, and we begin to see their descendants, he gave us their job descriptions and he gave them talents and abilities. And he created blue collar workers and he created politicians and he created teachers and he created lawyers and he created moms and dads and he created educators. He created all kinds of people with all kinds of gifts and talents and equipped them with gifts to be able to be used in vocations and jobs that would be part of the plan to heavenize the earth. And all of them are different and all of them are sacred and all of them are important. So lest you think that, that God's idea is that there's certain categories of spiritual jobs and certain categories of worldly secular jobs that don't matter for eternity and for heaven, that's wrong. That's, that's not the case. If you see the world through the lens of the scriptures of the word of God, and so I want to read this little bit here from uh, uh, the American Covenant, which is just absolutely fantastic. He says that the biblical worldview requires that all human endeavors be in service to God, whether you're praying or you're riveting together a plane. I mean, check, check that out. Whether, you're a, whether you're, you're, a, you're a clothing maker, whether you are an airplane mechanic who I met just uh, yesterday, or whether you're a lawyer or a contractor, you're a mother or father, that's about the most sacred couple of jobs I could think of. Uh, these are all things that, that God views as sacred and important for bringing heaven to earth. I'm going to continue on here. Vocations are holy callings just as much as our church work and missionary activity. That's, I just mentioned that. I uh, mentioned about all the jobs that God had, had laid out there with Adam and Eve's descendants. And uh, when we view all of life in this context, then when we pray and when we study the Bible and when we come together as the family of faith, it takes on even more important significance. Because listen, uh, well, 
if, if, if I'm praying as a movie maker, I'm just taking me for an example right now. I'm praying that when I step onto the set, that I'm able to have interactions with people that are going to make a difference that might lead them closer to God. When my friend who is a cook is making food and he's opening a new restaurant as an entrepreneur, he's thinking in the back of his mind that he's providing tables where people will come together to have a good time, to ha share a good meal and fellowship and have conversations about things that are important to them, which will include ultimate issues like what's happening in our world, the future of our children, their, their, the status of their friendship with God, what the economy is looking like, how the political um, landscape is affecting our daily life. And he sees his job as a cook and as a business owner as a sacred job, even though he's not a pastor or a missionary or reading the Bible or teaching that to people. He actually is really a pastor on the side too. And so that's probably what gives him this biblical worldview that every job is sacred. I'm going to give you a couple more examples. Uh, I know uh, a friend who's, uh, whose name is Steve, who's a wealth manager. He manages uh, rich people's money and he's really good at understanding economics and he's really good at understanding the market and he's really good at understanding how wealth and money works, and lest you think that money is just filthy lucre, a religious phrase in the Bible, um, money is not the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. But if we learn to love God and use money or wealth wisely, then we can fund worthy endeavors and ministries that are feeding the poor and uh, sharing the gospel and heavenizing the earth and providing for our families and allowing people to have extra so that they can create new jobs so that you and I and our children can provide for our families and we have extra to give to charity. Wealth management is a sacred job. And Steve understands that because he's a member of the family of faith. My daughter Olivia is a poet and she's an artist. These aren't just uh, worldly pursuits. Poetry is in the Bible. I mean, we have we have poetry all throughout the Psalms. We have art that depicts aspects of life that move us deeply. Think of uh, the Pieta. Think of the paintings of, 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 of family and life. And uh, you think of Michelangelo and you think of all of these, the Sistine Chapel and and you think of movie makers like the Kendrick brothers and others who make films that stir our hearts. Think of the passion of the Christ and, and think of singers. My daughter, Bella, is a, she's a singer and she sings for God's glory and to bring people together to worship him. It's all sacred. My friend Chris is a contractor and he's building homes and the way he treats his employees and his clients are diffusing the fragrance of heaven everywhere he goes to the people that he knows and he's helping to build godly homes. And our homes are the place of raising the next generation of heavenizers, our children. It's a place of healing. Our homes are a place of education. Our homes are a place where we're building and constructing the next generation of humans. It's all sacred work. My friend David, 
is a, a media producer and he's teaching history and he's teaching godly perspectives through media. Wouldn't you love for all of our media today, including social media platforms, to be seen as sacred work that is governed and led by members of the family of faith? You see, it's all important. We can't neglect any of it. My friend Arnold is a lawyer and he's seeing to it that justice is served and evil is being restrained. My friend Rob is a handyman. Uh, my friends Dan, Ian, and Jeff are doctors, and my friend Kevin has been serving in the military, defending our nation, defending our families, honor, medicine, healthcare, so that you and I can continue our work of bringing God's kingdom to earth. It's all important. So I want you to think right now, what has God called you to do? What's your job? What is your vocation? Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Is it being a mom or a dad? I can't think of anything more important than that. Is it being a husband or a wife? Is it, is it blue collar, white collar? Is it no collar? Is it uh, a clergy collar? I, 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 whatever it is, we're all members of the same body and we have one head of the body and that's Jesus Christ. And he directs all the members of the body. Like my brain directs my hands, my brain directs my arms, my brain directs my my torso or my legs in order to perform good work, God is directing all of us as different members with different functions within the family of faith, within the body of, of, of Christ to heavenize the earth. And I just want to encourage you with that. Your work is important. Your work is significant. Thank you for what you're doing and do it as though you're serving God, no matter how mundane it feels no matter how tedious or unnoticed it may appear. It is not unnoticed. In fact, we're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses in heaven's balcony cheering you and me on. And nobody can do your work but you because God has placed you where you are with the influence over your family, your friends, and your coworkers that nobody else has because they don't have your relationship with those people. 
And that's why I do what I do. Because like you, we're all unique. That sounds like an oxymoron, isn't it? You're unique, just like everybody else. And so am I. <laughs> but it's true. We are all unique and necessary and important. God could choose to accomplish his work of heavenizing the earth without us if he wanted to. He's not dependent upon us, but that's the beauty. He is chosen. He is selected. He has designed his plan of bringing heaven to earth through humble vessels like you and me. Frail and, and flawed human beings like you and me. And through us, he can work miracles. That blows my mind. But I believe it. And it changes me and motivates me. And I hope that it does for you too. Just finishing up this, this up here. This view will give us a sense of purpose in life beyond ourselves. It's not just about me and my job and paying my bills. Your work not only pays your bills, it not only keeps you busy, your job is building the kingdom of heaven on earth. So do it with all of your heart. Lean into it. Go all out. It's, it's, it's awesome and it's worth it. And finally, in light of our current crisis in America, nothing could be more spiritual than saving our children from socialism and from economic collapse and our liberty from becoming extinct. We could say that perhaps the most spiritual thing we could offer to our children is to be leading them to the Lord, to a relationship with God. And then that's the beginning. Saving our children from socialism or Marxism or communism or whatever you want to call it, it's all different degrees of the same idea. Totalitarian dictatorship, big government power controlling and enslaving everybody under their mandates is one of the most important things we could possibly do for our children if we love them because socialism, Marxism, communism, big government will suck the life out of our children's future the way an undertaker, an embalmer, will suck the blood out of a lifeless corpse. Just drains it. That's what an embalmer does. An undertaker just drains the blood out of a dead corpse but he doesn't just stop there. He fills it with embalming fluid and socialism, communism, Marxism, big government totalitarian mandates not only suck the life and freedom out of our republic and our children's future, it replaces it with fear-filled obedience to enslaving regulations and mandates that leave us in bondage with no freedom and ability. Saving our children from economic collapse. As we see inflation rise, as we see taxes going up, as we see people not wanting to work, as we see all sorts of manipulative things happen that appear to be intentionally designed to collapse our economy, you think, well, Maybe that's not so bad. The government will just take care of us. No, no. See, that's the whole problem. 
Because once you become dependent on somebody to pay for your food and, and, and put a roof over your house and take care of all of your health care, you're completely at their mercy. You have no freedom. You have no more choice. And you can't change your standard of living. And you're at the mercy of people who really don't care about you as much as, and your children, as much as you care about your children and as much as you care about your neighbors. That's the concept of the American Republic is that our health care is in our hands. Our ability to feed our children is in our hands. As we trust God, we can prosper and take care of our friends and educate our children and not be duped and censored and brainwashed with propaganda and controlled by regulatory mandates that suck the life out of us and stripping us of our freedoms. If you and I want to continue to be able to think freely and speak freely, which you already know you're self-regulating and self-censoring, because if you say the wrong word in front of the wrong people in public, you're going to get shamed and guilted into silence. And so you, you put the gag order on yourself already. You can feel it happening, can't you? These things we want to save our children from, or we will no longer be the America that our founders built for us, that our forefathers laid down their lives to give to us, that our heroes of history sacrificed everything so that we could enjoy. And now it's on our watch to keep it, to guard it, to sustain it. And part of that is understanding that whether you are a mom or you're a mayor, whether you are a dad or a doctor, whether you are a lawyer or a lawmaker, whether you are a priest or the president of the United States, every job is to be done in service to God and for the benefit of your neighbors. It is all sacred, all important, and we must take care of all of it. And those of you who are, are already bringing heaven to earth, and I'm so thankful for you. I want to see revival spread across our country and it spreads when you catch the fire and you begin igniting hearts in your community by doing what God's called you to do and it might just begin with you starting a campfire in your backyard you teaching this book and you leading conversations about what really counts so God bless you guys Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.